Hey all, welcome to Hit The Apex Podcast, I'm Jawad as always, thank you for joining me. How are we doing today guys, or this week I should say, hope you're all well and um, yeah, enjoying <laughs> enjoying yourselves, had a bit of a blank there, happens from time to time. Anyway, this week or today, yeah this week on the podcast, well, wanted to look at the situation down under, kind of. Mostly it's to do with supercars because last week we got confirmation of a return to race date which is set for June the 27th. We're going to get back racing in um, in the supercars championship and there was quite a bit to take away from that so I'm like okay let's you know do pretty much a whole podcast on that. So last week you know we talked mostly F1 um, with all the silly season updates and um, big moves and everything. I did write an article um, that got published today actually about Fernando Alonso um, and all the chat around him, so you go over to the Raw, check that one out, but let's focus on supercars and what's going on down under here. Um, More of a broad, in a broad sense, I guess uh, we had the first wave of our restrictions lifted across the country, you know, each state doing it... um, you know, to how they wanted or how they see fit, which, you know, got no problem with at all. Um, I've always said long enough, or bleh, I've always said, or I've said all along that here in Australia compared to other countries, even New Zealand, um, that it hasn't been as strict. Uh, and now there's this air of, oh, you know, we've, we've, we've gotten over it. We've gotten over it. Um, not the case because, we're heading into winter. <laughs> I felt it this week, actually. The the cold. It's it's been you know one one thing when it gets into your bones, it's like oh damn it, <laughs> you know that you're in for a, a rough one over the winter. But yeah, you know it's there's going to be a second wave, and it's just no time to get complacent or anything like that. Not unless you you're a you know liberal redneck who decided to go and protest a couple of weeks ago at uh, Parliament House here in Melbourne against the uh, restrictions, you know, they were chanting, sack Bill Gates, I mean, what what's Bill Gates got to do with it? <laughs> and all the stuff on social media, which have been following for the last two weeks about, you know, dictator Dan referring to our Premier um, Daniel Andrews, I mean, if this is a dictatorship, then got it pretty easy, got to say got it pretty easy so no it's just you know it's just rubbish that I'm sure that the Liberal Party and um, people who follow them are trying to to kick up a fuss and everything I think you know Victoria have done quite a good job as far as managing this has been concerned you know with the restrictions and everything some of the restrictions of course have been lifted you know with um, people being able to visit each other at um, their homes up to five people and whatnot and if there's up to 10 people you can gather in in public so it's kind of great because you know a lot of people obviously get a bit down you know being isolated and everything but by no means this is over so still got to be cautious and everything I just the sack Bill Gates thing still cracks me up I think that's why I have to (laughs) bring it up and you know that it's just the one it's the one demographic um, or, you know, the one, if you're talking political, in a political sense, you know, it's the 
you know, they, they vote for a particular party. So let's not go too far into that. We're not a political podcast, um, except for when it comes to motorsport and racing. But And we had some good news last week as far as the Supercars Championship is concerned. You know, we've been enjoying the E-Series and all that, but it kind of reaches its reaches its limit a little bit, you know, you kind of want to, want the real thing back, and we will, June 27 is the date um, that we're going to get back into the championship uh, at Eastern Creek, Sydney Motorsport Park, so they released an 11-event calendar, um, which should um, meet the minimum requirements, or for the broadcasters, of course, with their contractual obligations, we're meant to have 12 events, um, as a minimum, so with Adelaide, the Adelaide 500 still counting, of course, with the championship points, which means Scott McLaughlin is still the leader. Um, the rest of the calendar, well, this is how it looks. So we go from Eastern Creek to Winton here in Victoria, then up to north to Darwin, of course, and Northern Territory have been the first state to completely lift restrictions, I think. Or you can go to the pub there, that's all I know. And that's that's pretty big. You can go to the pub there in the Northern Territory. Um, then off to Townsville, which is an interesting one. I'll explain a little bit more about that later. The Bend, of course, there. Um, Bathurst 1000 keeps its traditional date in October, which is fairly important too. Then going over to Perth, Simmons Plains, Tasmania, Sandown, which will be the final event of the calendar year. And then in the new year, we go across the ditch to New Zealand. Um, it's undecided yet whether it will be at Pukekohe or Hampton Downs, as they were supposed to do it this year over Anzac Day weekend. And then Bathurst, again, a sprint round at Bathurst scheduled for the 5th of February to the 7th of February. Same weekend as the Bathurst 12-hour I'm going to give this topic a little bit of time on its own a bit later, so bear with me. Um, but yeah, you look at the events that didn't make the cut, unfortunately. Newcastle, Gold Coast, um, unfortunately, are off due to viability. Um, that's because they're street circuits and in densely populated um, cities or towns or or whatever, you know, Newcastle, yeah, you could say Newcastle is a city, sorry, Newcastle people, <laughs> I, I would love to come and visit one day, um, that's pretty, it seems pretty cool for the, for the supercars, um, Newcastle Gold Coast cut due to viability, um, unfortunately, they're not able to do it, set up the street circuits this year, Townsville, though, you might say, well, Townsville is a street circuit, why is it on the calendar, well, from what I've heard, 70 or 80% of the Reed Park facility is actually permanent, where you only need a small portion of it to run onto the actual streets. So you've got the permanent pit facility there, you've got, you know, most of the infrastructure's already there. You only have to set up, you know, 20 or 30% of it um, on the actual streets, which, you know, they've agreed to do. Um, they've said that they're going to it'll run without a crowd if it has to, because we've still got restrictions on, you know, um, mass gatherings, of course, and at the moment, you would say that crowds are definitely out of the picture, we just want to get the, the racing back up and running, with all the essential um, crew members and staff that they need to run the event, and of course, you can watch it on TV, which, with motorsport, you can say that 
I guess it doesn't make much of a difference if there is no crowd. You know, we see some races where grandstands are empty anyway, and it doesn't really take away from what's on the track. It's more so, you know, your your ball sports or your stadium sports where it gets a bit funny when there's no no crowds. I mean, any game at ANZ Stadium, <laughs> if you watch rugby league at ANZ Stadium, there's there's basically no one there, and it it doesn't really matter because they still have a have a good game to to come from that. So crowds still very much, I guess, out of the picture. I guess there's been talk about Darwin potentially being the first race to to welcome crowds. It would all be locals, of course, who um, because interstate travel is still. Um, out of the picture you can't go there I guess you know it's up to supercars to get special permission to travel into these states or if you know unless they lift the restrictions completely now both Victoria and Queensland are the states that house all the teams except for Brad Jones Racing who are in Albury Um, they're the exception Um, but yeah, you know, they're going to all have to be given special permission to be able to travel in and out, unless you're in Victoria, because there's no um, border restrictions there, but for the Queensland team, certainly, to be able to give a, to be given permission to leave and then come back, of course, and when you look at all the venues too, they're all great um, facilities for being like a little hub or like an isolation hub or whatever. Um, Eastern Creek, I won't say it's remote because it is still kind of in a populated part of Western Sydney, but it is remote enough that, you know, you're not going to have people from the outside being able to come. Winton, of course, a um, few hundred k's out of Melbourne, just near a town called Benella. Um, Darwin as well, obviously, with their lack of restrictions that they've got there is fine. And then you know, places like the Bend, Bathurst, Barbagallo, they're all kind of like away from the main city, so they should be fine, and hopefully by the time we get to somewhere like Barbagallo later in the year, and, and Simmons Plains, Tasmania, there is a lot less restrictions, but that all, you know, you can't predict that, and that's what i got to stress continuously, that yes, I'm excited that we're potentially going to get some racing back, but... It all depends on safety and also whether the conditions change here. As I said, second wave in Australia too. So potentially events, you know, kind of on the eastern um, on the eastern side of the country, you know, where we are, Melbourne, Sydney, those kind of places. It does get pretty cold over the winter, and you kind of they're going to have to kind of avoid that. So yeah, there's going to be a lot of factors still. But ultimately, they've come up with a plan, which is great. Um, It seems like it's viable, feasible as well, you know, meeting the minimal contractual obligations and making sure that, you know, sponsors and everything get their exposure and also just making sure that the staff and everything, um, staff and everyone involved with supercars are getting paid and, you know, their families looked after and everything, you know. Unfortunately, we've already had a casualty as a result of this pandemic because, um, not, you know, health-wise, but a team, you know, being forced forced to withdraw from the season. That's 23 Red Racing, you know, one of the top teams, you could say, um, on the grid. Their sponsor, Milwaukee Tools, unfortunately, has... Um, been unable to continue on as you know title sponsor for the Phil Monday operation with Will Davison and they've unfortunately had to pull the plug because there's no one else to to fill that 
Void. They were a strong car, which is the big shame of it. And Phil Monday, very passionate um, about his racing. So those guys, unfortunately, have had to, to bow out. And that's as a result of this pandemic and the lack of business that is going around. So that's the unfortunate reality from a business point of view, of course, you know, without, you know, the product or without the racing or without the the play, these people don't get paid kind of thing. And they're thinking about it from, you know, how do we put food on our tables for our families and that sort of stuff. And I think this is where it's important that, you know, they come up with a plan to get back to doing what they do, exercise strict you know, biosecurity measures and everything and make sure that everyone's safe. Um, it's a safe environment for them to do so. Like, there's a lot, I guess, with, with sport compared to, say, retail, for example, there's a lot of factors that you can, you know, that are different between the two. With with sport, as they've talked about, you create a hub, an isolation hub where everyone involved with putting on the event or, you know, involved with putting on the game, they can all stay together and, you know in and out and not have any contact with any outside um, forces whereas with something like retail or hospitality there's a lot of external factors of course because your business depends on it you know face-to-face or you know p2p customer to customer um, or customer to salesperson kind of interaction and everything so with sport I guess it's a lot it seems like it would be a lot safer there's a lot less variables but then it all depends on the people involved staying isolated too and not you know going out and doing anything that um, might get everyone into trouble or jeopardize the um, entire product so that's that formats yet to be decided upon of course as well you'd think or they have said that Everything except Bathurst, the 1000, of course, at this stage will be a two-day event. So they're going to keep it all compressed. I guess you can have your normal Super Sprint format across those two days with the two races that they have normally. Um, Enduro Cup, unfortunately, or is it unfortunate? We don't know yet. It may not be the Enduro Cup that we know. Now, we heard from the guys at the Bend Motorsport Park yesterday saying that they're still firm on hosting the pre-Bathurst Enduro, the 500k race that they were due to do this year for the first time, taking over from Sandown. Um, Bathurst 1000, of course, stays there. But then when you look at the calendar, after Bathurst, we go to Perth instead of the Gold Coast. So, you know, can we hold an Enduro race at Perth? maybe well you can hold an enduro race anywhere but whether it'd be good is um is another question so that's where i think you know they're gonna have to decide like ceo sean seema hasn't totally ruled it out yet so there's plenty of planning still going on behind the scenes but it would be great if we could get an enduro cup as always if not then you've got to understand that nothing is going to be normal this year that we're used to so you know the closest to normality it's good that everyone's trying their best to to make things as normal as possible but the reality is that unfortunately it's not going to be fully normal this year so yeah if we get a if we get that enduro at the bend that would be great you know even if it's not counting towards an enduro cup or anything at least we get that pre-bathurst enduro race to get all the co-drivers and everything ready 
um, to be able to go for the bath for the main race at Bathurst. So that's exciting. Already mentioned Darwin that you know they could be the first event to have crowds. They were talking potentially about Winton opening up the campgrounds for you know basically minimal you know, minimum. Um, what do you call it, spectators and everything, spread them out or whatever, because, you know, of course, a circuit is, you know, racetrack is huge, you've got a lot of space, and if you, say, allow, if they open up the the limit on mass gatherings, if you allow, you know, a few hundred people, even a thousand people, spread them out over the racetrack, it could be possible, but I would not recommend it at this point. I would say, look, you know, for now, let's just watch it on TV, I'd say, if you were to get crowds in for an event, maybe The Bend and Bathurst, they would be the first to look at, but it all just depends on what's uh, what the situation is throughout the country, and what res- what the restrictions look like. Um, one person who's not in the country at the moment, Shane Van Gisbergen, well, he's going to need special permission to return to Australia before the start of or the restart of the championship, he's in New Zealand at the moment, so we saw that um, New Zealand, the New Zealand Warriors for the Rugby League were able to get special permission from Border Control to be able to fly in on a chartered flight to Australia and then quarantine themselves up in Tamworth, so I see no reason why Van Giesbergen wouldn't be allowed, it's just, it's just him, he's returning uh, to Australia, one person put him on a chartered flight, get him in, get him quarantined for 14 days of course before we have that June 27 restart and yeah, basically then he won't be able to go back home until, until whenever, um, when the restrictions are lifted, which it's been great that they're talking, the gov- both governments are talking about, you know, opening up a trans-Tasman bubble potentially where people between Australia and New Zealand might be able to, to f- travel, but, you know, that's not going to happen anytime soon. So, but yeah, potentially something for the future to look at because, of course, we've got supercars heading over to New Zealand early next year. Still plenty of time, but there is still plenty that can go wrong as well which it's important to remember that because this thing is still there's no cure there's no vaccine or whatever so yeah very important to keep that in mind um quickly going back to the news of 23 red and them not being able to continue on this season big shame i gotta say because they looked really strong in the first uh round this year and then even the practice sessions that we had or qualifyings that we had at Albert Park for the um, Melbourne 400 so yeah you'd hope that Davison is able to land a co-drive hopefully um, this year for Bathurst or the Enduros if they do do the Enduros um, what we've seen is that the team members at Tickford who operate on that um, 23 Mustang they've had their jobs saved by Bruce Mobile and James Courtney so they've ended up coming in and taking up that vacancy that um, Phil Monday and uh, Will Davison have left so James Courtney without actually having missed a race this year um, because of course he had that controversial um split with team sydney with techno after the first round in adelaide so he ends up uh, finally joining tickford because after his championship win in 2010 at dick johnson he was being lobbied to to join up 
what was then FPR, um, same team out in Campbellfield here, Victoria, um, joined those guys, then he ended up going to HRT, the old racing team, and then the rest is history. So he finally gets to join that outfit, uh, back in a Ford for, for James Courtney, and I'm sure he'll be a valued addition to the grid, but at the same time, losing a guy like Will Davison, losing a guy like Phil Monday, it's going to hit a few people hard. So that's that. Um, Davison yet could be a co-driver at Tickford, of course. Um, we've got some new, well, not news, but you can kind of put two and two together regarding one of their co-drivers, who is Alex Premer. I mean, I forgot that Premer actually got kicked out at DJR Team Penske after he won Bathurst last year with McLaughlin, and Tickford Racing were the guys who swooped in and took him on. Um, Premer, of course, he lives in Las Vegas in the United States, and if the international travel restrictions are still in place, which we know that they are going to be by October, um, then Premer will not be able to travel here to Australia. Um, so Davison could take Premer's place potentially. So that's one silver lining, but of course it is still pretty sad that, yeah, they've had to bow out completely. Hopefully for the next season they can organise something. That would be great. Um, they've still got a racing entitlements contract up their sleeve, so they could technically still come back, hopefully, you'd say. So that's that. Bathurst, not the 1,000, of course, the 12-hour, February 5th to 7th, and yes, I'm booked to go, hopefully mass gatherings are allowed, or, you know, even a select crowd is allowed to, to go, and I'll definitely put my hand up to, to be a part of it, so, what the controversy, and I don't know why it's a controversy, but it's been made a controversy, so let's talk about it, so, Supercars have scheduled their final race of their 2020 season there at the 12 hour in 2021. It's important to know that Supercars or Supercars events, the organisation, the entity, the almighty, owns the Bathurst 12 hour event. It's got the rights to it and as part of their contract with the New South Wales, New South Wales government, they're required to host the final race or the final event of the um, season in New South Wales. Now, typically that's Newcastle. Unfortunately, Newcastle is not going ahead. But So they've only got options, uh, Sydney Motorsport Park and Bathurst. So why would, you know, if, you're, if you've chosen that February date, why do it at Sydney Motorsport Park when you own the event for the Bathurst 12-hour? Let's combine the two and have two events in one. So, for any lover of motorsport, for any petrolhead, this is like a smorgasbord, you'd think. But also, I guess it's a failsafe to protect the 12-hour event in case international travel is still restricted in February. So, giving you a bit of background and shedding some light on this, the bulk of the GT3 teams and drivers, of course, who contest the 12-hour every year come from overseas. Now... Unfortunately, there's not enough local GT competitors or GT3 competitors to fill the roster viably to have a 12-hour race. The event is just too big now, as we've seen over the last few years, the growth of it, that they can't. there's not enough local entries here to be able to fill up a grid 
um, or a roster to be able to race a 12-hour on the Sunday, um, February the 7th. So, as a failsafe, let's have the supercars there because in case we can't get the 12-hour teams and drivers over, we still have supercars that can fill the fill the roster or whatever, have their sprint races there, maybe come up with something creative as they've talked about potentially, you know, of course that's not final, you know, it depends on what happens with the 12 hour, so this is not part of some conspiracy in inverted commas that some people have talked about that Supercars is trying to push out the GT3 race, it's simply a failsafe to protect the event um, in case the 12 hour as we know it doesn't go ahead, um, if they do both go ahead as planned, it would be a fan's wet dream, it would be, yes, I've said it, because <laughs> I know I'd love it, um, if, you know, we get to see supercars as an undercard to the, you know, one of the biggest GT3 races on the calendar, um, as far as, you know, making sure it's not boring, if, if it had to be just supercars there, well, Compared to the 1,000, of well, obviously it's going to be a sprint race, but compared to the 1,000, which is in October, conditions are going to be totally different. It's usually like 40 degrees that weekend, you know, anywhere between 35 and 40 degrees across the whole weekend. So that's going to be a big variable tire wear and everything. You know, Bathurst is pretty demanding on that sort of stuff. So it's going to be a different competition anyway, or a different challenge, I should say, I should say than the 1,000. So, you know... Anyone should be excited about the possibility of having a second event for supercars at Bathurst. You know, it's just, it's one of those things. And finishing your championship there too, you know, given the, um, you know, the extraordinary circumstances that we've undergone this year, it would be the perfect conclusion. And then, of course, you know, the turnaround to starting season 2021 as well, which, you know, at the moment you'd hope will kick off in its traditional spot in March, you know, you'd say it would be early March this time for the um, Adelaide 500, so that's that, there's no conspiracy to it, none that I'm aware of, you know, apart from the ones that um, people are making up, of course, you know, probably the same people standing outside Parliament House with sack Bill Gates on their um, placards, <laughs> oh, that, that still cracks me up, it's just, oh, people, people, what are they doing? So, you know, I'm not against it. I've said it here. I'm excited that potentially I'll be going there um, to see it. And, you know, it's going to be a good good product. So hopefully, barring any other catastrophes that happen, we're going to get supercars back on the 27th of June. And it's going to be great. I love it. <laughs> now, I said I was going to keep it very local. Um bit of Australian flavour, well, there always is anyway on this podcast, um, but let's talk about the footy because there's been more information of course and AFL, they've um, announced their restart date to be June 11, uh, which for all the AFL fans, all the footy fans out there, really exciting going to have a three-week mini pre-season, of course, to get everyone back into um, shape and get ready for the new season to start, or not new season, continuation of the season that had already started, uh, so 
We had news, of course, that the teams in South Australia and Western Australia are going to have to relocate to Queensland, uh, given that they've still got restrictions and stuff in place that would, or South Australia in particular, that would not allow training to occur. But at the same time, it's going to keep the the competition um, in three states, which, you know, you can fly in and out of pretty easily. Queensland, Victoria and New South Wales. it's a good thing that they haven't, you know, gone and released the the draw or anything just yet. You know, that all depends on on what's going on. And also for the teams, you know, such as your West Coast, Frio, and then your two teams in Adelaide, the possibility of them being able to have home games in their home states later in the year too. So it's all, you know, they're doing a good job by just playing it by the ear, making sure that they don't jump the gun on anything, but also making that making their intention to get back to playing very clear. And as I've talked about many times on the podcast, that this will be just to fulfil, you know, broadcast obligations and get that revenue going for the stakeholders, which importantly for, for the staff, you know, for the team members, for the players as well, without playing or without any competition there is no pay and they need that to support their families and everything in these in these tough times so they've laid out their plan the AFL the NRL have got their own plan too as I've talked about May 28 which is less than a week away now so you know if I record next Thursday for example or next Friday for example let's say Friday, it'll be the first, it'll be after the first game that'll be played, ah, uh, since the um, break that they've had, so after all the hurdles that they've gone through, now they've got this referee controversy as well, ever since they said that they're going to go back to one ref, the ref unions have uh, gone on strike or something, but I don't know, something's going on with those guys, it'll be just good for them to get the product back on the road and for some footy to be played. As I've said before, both codes have outlined clear return to play plans. They've got their biosecurity measures, and safety is the number one thing that is in everyone's minds. So let's see how it all plays out. You know, I mean, NRL, they've got a couple of weeks of competition before we get, you know, AFL come back as well. So, you know, the AFL will be keeping an eye on them and seeing how it all goes, you know, at the moment with the rugby league teams I think if you're playing in another state um, then or in another city you're going to have to drive in drive out or fly in fly out um, before and after the game so there's no hanging around they did that earlier in the year anyway when we went to games behind closed doors uh, for round two and then they released the, the venues as well so there'll be several teams playing out of, you know, a couple of venues in, in New South Wales, so Campbelltown Stadium and Bankwest Stadium out in Parramatta. Um, but then you've got teams such as my Cowboys <laughs> who get the benefit of playing at home at their Townsville Stadium. Broncos as well in Brisbane, they get to play at Suncorp and then Melbourne will play down here at Amy Park as well. So some teams, I guess, get an advantage of home stadium. Some teams won't. Unfortunately, like the Canberra Raiders, who will be based out of Campbelltown, or they'll have to travel to Campbelltown um, every time they've got a home game. But doesn't make much of a difference, given that there's no crowds anyway, and it's the crowds that make the atmosphere. 
who knows we'll find out next week when they when they get back and yeah you know the exciting part of it is that we get to see them play again you know we get something on our screens you know tv screens or wherever you're watching on a friday saturday um sunday to to watch you know a bit of normality for everyone but it's not about that it's about what i said before making sure that they can play safely everything is conducted in a safe manner and then begin the revenue stream you know make sure that these people are looked after you know from a from a business point of view um, because without it, what what do you do? You know, so many people without jobs at the moment. And if anything, as I've said before, it'll start, you know, making the economy tick over and potentially create new jobs for, for the people who don't have work at the moment. So it's good of them to, to do this. Really exciting. Um, I know I'm already looking at Supercoach again, you know, trying to organise my team for, for when we do get restarted. It's really good that State of Origin now, speaking of Supercoach, State of Origin is going to be after the grand final at the end of the season. There's not going to be any buys either in the middle of the year, so you can just load up your Supercoach team with whoever you want without worrying about origin break or buys. Of course, you've still got to um, come under the salary cap, but it means I can, you know, have all those origin stars, you know, I might have to trade out David Fafita, who's injured at the moment, get in maybe Jake Trebojevic, you know, get in James Tedesco if you don't have him, Kalen Ponga, all those, all those guys, so yeah, really exciting, you know, to, to get that back on track, crowds, of course, um, with the games still far away, as I said, with the supercars, I wouldn't even broach the idea of fans anytime soon and you know the possibility of even having a final series without fans either that's a thing that you know I think could be very possible as well let's just not risk it at the moment let's just keep all the teams and players and everyone in their bubbles um, watch it on TV watch it from the safety of your home um, if they reopen pubs maybe you can go to the pub and watch it I don't know but the whole mass gatherings big crowds are still a bit terrifying to me at this point, <laughs> even to the point where slowly now, because you know, as I've said, where I'm back at work three days a week now, doing online stuff um, without any customers in the shop, it's completely closed. But you know, seeing more and more people jump back on the trains and public transport, it's you know, it's like okay, you know, just keep up the distancing, guys. Don't get too close. Don't sit in the same next to me don't sit in the same booth as me just just keep your distance all right because this thing is far from over but slowly slowly we're all adapting to to living at the moment in this current climate or this current predicament and for the most part people are doing really well and once we get sports back i'm sure you know because sports are part of our culture sports are part of you know a, everything that Australians celebrate as well there might be a bit of normality there but the new norm will be you know watching it from home not going to the pub not going to the ground um, but at the same time by us watching it on TV we're helping them get their product back up and running help start generating their revenue to make sure that everyone that they need to look after are looked after and potentially in turn it has the effect of creating jobs and all that sort of stuff for, for everyone else. So that's that, you know, I mean, unless you want to go protest again and 
try and get Bill Gates sacked. <laughs> we're, we're doing okay. Like, just, just don't be stupid. Don't be a knucklehead. <laughs> and hopefully these things can come back slowly and hopefully they don't get derailed. But if they do, it's, you know, it's not like we didn't predict it given, given that we're going into winter and everything, so, and that's where I think the footy codes might, you know, be, not, not be in trouble, but, you know, there might be potential trouble, because they don't, they can't all go up into the hotter climate and play, you know, they, I'm glad that they're not playing in Canberra with the, um, NRL, because, yeah, that, that place, they, it snows sometimes when they play, <laughs> so that would not be good at all, but, yeah, play, you know, Sydney, even down here in Melbourne, it does get pretty chilly, so, just saying, I'd rather be at home, rugged up, um, heater on and everything, enjoying a nice glass of scotch like Michael Jordan did in that documentary with his uh, glass there, his cigar just sitting there. <laughs> if you haven't watched The Last Dance yet, please get onto it. It's fantastic. I just finished it last night, the final episode, and what a what a great series and such great insight into that dynasty. And, you know, when you, when you do your reading and you... Um, learning about it it's funny that you know the Bulls ever since have not won another championship you know so that was clearly the Bulls their dynasty their time and everything so great great program get onto it what else am I watching at the moment gone back to watching Peaky Blinders of course I did a little spell with Westworld I've got to now watch season three, but I went. I wanted to take a break, go back to Peaky Blinders, and that's been great. Um, other than that, that's it. I think <laughs> keeping it local. Remember, there's the article that I wrote. You can check out on the Raw for Fernando Alonso why he, you know, basically if he's not winning, he should not uh, come back to F1. If he's not in a winning car, that is not nothing against his own ability. He can win no matter what, but he needs the car to be able to win. So, yeah, check that out. Other than that, have a good weekend, guys. Take care. Next week, of course, plenty to talk about, as always. Looking forward to some rugby league as well, and I guess an opportunity for anyone who is dying to watch sport all over the world. Check out this thing called the NRL. Some people describe it as cross-country wrestling, but... It's good fun, <laughs> except for when the players do stupid things off the field and uh, bring the whole game into disrepute. That part is not fun, and yeah, you kind of have to question their intelligence a little bit at times, but on the whole, it's it's pretty good. So yeah, take care guys, have a good weekend, and uh, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Hit the Apex Media. get in touch, and uh, I'll be back next week. Ciao.